With us today is Dr. Peter Michalos. I call him our in-house genius in medicine, expertise in almost every science. Dr. Peter Michalos, tell us, what do you have interest in today? Well, today, John, we're going to talk about a topic that's becoming an issue worldwide, and uh, what I call it is electronic heroin, and uh, others call it social media addiction. And what's happening is that we're seeing in teenagers a big increase in depression, anxiety, bulimia, anorexia, suicides, and uh, we're seeing also medical conditions that they're sitting there, they're not going outside and playing and interacting. We're seeing more obesity in kids because they're not getting any exercise. When we were kids growing up, we went outside, we played stickball, we did things, and it's also affecting their ability to communicate with people and, and even their ability just to have good handwriting and basic skills like that are being lost and it's affecting their ability to develop healthy relationships and that's going to affect our country uh, long term. In China, they are so alarmed by it that they are calling social media addiction a medical diagnosis and it's called online addiction disorder. And they've actually set up boot camps for teenagers. And currently, believe it or not, in China, there are 23 million kids who've attended these boot camps. They were basically forced. They, their parents bring them, drop them off, and they have had to stay there for a while until they can help to get them off of this uh, social media addiction. There was even a video circulated the other day showing how a, a, a Chinese uh, boy, uh, when his father took away the phone, he took out a, uh, a, an axe and basically was threatening his father to give him back his phone. And he took a swing at him, but the father caught it in time. And uh, this is how crazy it is, because what happens, why do we call it like a heroin? Because it becomes addicting, because when you, for example, go on some of these sites and you are seeking and thirsting for more likes and more positive and more followers, and it becomes an addiction. And we've been seeing an increase in suicide, mostly related to the bullying. And there's another condition called dysmorphic disorder, where basically that they're looking at other people's bodies and how they look, and then they compare themselves. And that brings on things like these eating disorders like bulimia and anorexia. And uh, now in the United States, we're seeing these class action lawsuits that are now starting up against these social media uh companies because they found through some internal documents and email that they, uh, you know, they know that some of these things are very, very addicting. And it might be great for advertising, but it is affecting our children and it's planting a seed that will not be good for the long term for the mental health of the country. And the other thing is that some of these video games that are very violent and what happens is you keep, you know, the goal is to shoot up more and more people. And you start to lose compassion because you just pull the trigger, you become jaded, you become disinhibited. And I don't know if it's just a coincidence, but most of these kids who were involved in the school shooting, almost all of them were, were online gamers with some of these more violent military games. And in my opinion, that's something that needs to be looked at and parents need to supervise what their kids are watching and their screen time. And I personally think every, every house should have a Wi-Fi switch that when everyone goes to bed at 10 o'clock at night, the parents in the master bedroom have a switch and they can just shut centrally the Wi-Fi so kids can get some sleep instead of having their phone under their pillow all night, messaging, communicating with friends and, and getting involved in all these conversations and sometimes inappropriate conversations, inappropriate pictures 
that get these kids in trouble, and it affects them academically and their ability to get into college, and we know of many cases like that. So I think that's you know part of the solution, and more has to be done in schools to talk about this, just like they talk about you know drug addiction. We need to also talk about what I call electronic heroin addiction to uh, help to have better mental health. Because in the well, end, Dr. Peter, when my kids were growing up, uh, they would be on those Game Boys or whatever they called them in those days for for hours and hours and hours at a time, and instead of um, and me and you were growing up. In Harlem, you grew up in uh, East Harlem. I grew up in West Harlem. We were out there playing stickball and uh, baseball and softball, and, and we were running around the streets. Yeah, we got our exercise, and we also had social interactions. We learned how to, you know, shake somebody's hand, give somebody a hug. You know, you know we knew how to, you know, write a note, write a message, was it using a pen. You know, it was very, very different. But now we have these kids, they're not even looking at each other, and that's something you'll notice with, teenagers today when they talk to you oftentimes they don't even look at you they're looking down at their phone they can't they don't even know how to do basic eye contact and we evolved as creatures from you know millions of years to interact with each other to be tribal to be in groups and working together for the community but instead now we're isolated and uh, this new generation we kneel, we really have to address it as a uh, as a country and uh, some countries are addressing it and we need to pay more attention to it because we want to keep our uh, audience, especially our young people, healthier because we're seeing things like lower sperm counts in the United States. We're seeing decreased populations in countries like uh, Japan. They estimate they're not even replacing the population in the last two years of the people who died. So they have a big problem because they also have an extremely tight immigration policy. All these things are are, uh, things that need to be uh, Address. Understood. Is there anything else that you're concerned about with with our young kids? I mean, we talked about on the radio that young kids below the age of 25 or 24 uh, doing marijuana, uh, the neurologists say they're going to lose 15% of their IQ. Yeah, well, the big concern for me is those Duke University studies, which showed that exposure to uh, marijuana results in epigenetic changes in their DNA, which means that their actual DNA changes and that is affecting their offspring. And once that damage occurs to their chromosomes, it's not only to the child that they bear, but it's also generational and it may get passed on generationally. generationally. And they're finding that there are papers just put in cannabis, Duke University study and autism, there's a relationship of men and men's sperm that the men who smoked a lot of pot seem to have a higher incidence or a higher risk based on this Duke University study of having children with autism. So this is a real revelation and it's a real wake-up call. And the other thing is when you smoke and you wrap these papers and a lot of these papers, how do you think you make paper with formaldehyde? You're not only sucking in when you're smoking a cigarette or marijuana, you're also sucking in the... Uh, formaldehyde that's burning off of the paper, the white paper, because all paper, whether it's white toilet paper or towels or whatever, there's formaldehyde in there. So there's a lot of toxic chemicals. And interestingly, the person in the room sometimes, for example, with a cigarette, the person smoking with a filter is not getting it as bad as the secondhand smoke person in the room who's getting it off the tip of the cigarette. So I see, we see a lot of people now with macular degeneration. They've shown that people who smoke cigarettes for five or more years they 
have a higher incidence of macular degeneration. And some people said, I never smoked in my life, but I was married to a smoker and I was in a room with a smoker. So we're learning more and more about these toxic aerosolized uh, chemicals. And also we're going to have a problem with driving now with legalized marijuana. We're going to see DW high instead of DWI, where we're going to see more car crashes and people's judgment is affected. And also I think we're going to see more domestic violence because it affects the way people interact with others and affects different people differently. But these all things, these things need to be looked at as a society, and we're just looking for tax revenue and tax revenue from from you know uh, drugging of the the dumbing down of America. That's the only way I could say. Well, it's also a national security issue because we're not going to have a prepared army when we have a bunch of people who are drugged up and not going to be able to you know fight a war if we're ever attacked or we ever have to defend ourselves as a nation. Dr. Peter Michalos, thank you for speaking out for our country and speaking out for all America. God bless you, and we'll catch up again real soon. Thanks for always getting the truth out on the Cats Roundtable. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.